Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Cheyenne was named by General Dodge after the Indian tribe. It sprang into prominence when it became the western terminus of the Union Pacific, and within six months was one of the most lawless towns in the new frontier. Every Saturday night there were fights between the railroad men and the cowboys who crowded the cafes. Well, you ornery maverick. No railroad is going to talk that way about Wyoming. Come on, boys, let's get him! Sometimes in the dead of night, the Cheyennes would swoop down on the new community, killing and looting. And outlaws were attracted from all over the West to a town where the only law was gun law. The horse is mine. If you want to argue about it, go for your gun. (laughs) 
But there came a time when the majority of Cheyenne's population revolted against bloodshed and violence. Quiet down, boys. Quiet down. It's time this meeting came to order. Big Bill Thompson presided at a meeting of men who hoped to make Cheyenne a law-abiding community in which they might make permanent homes and raise their families. Gents, it's time we had some law. The only law we can count on is the law we make for ourselves. It's high time we began to make some. It's all right to talk that way, Thompson. But you can't have law without a majority in favor of it. Well, what about it? Here in Cheyenne, the majority don't want law. Well, it, it's up to us to change things. I tell you, gents, we have the makings of a city right here. We can clean out the crooks, the gambling, the robbery, and murder. We can make this town attractive to people from the east. Not while Jake Lorenzo's around. Oh, Lorenzo's been flying too high and wide. It's time someone clipped his wings. Oh, Lorenzo's not the only one due to get his wings clipped. There's a lot of other crooks just like him. Mr. Chairman. Now, what is it, Joe? I've been here since the beginning. I've been watching things, and I say we're up against a hopeless proposition. Why do you say that? If it was just gamblers and crooks, there might be a chance for us to make something to Cheyenne. But we've got more than that to lick. I refer to the Indians. If you doubt what I say, look in the graveyard. Half the graves are filled by men who are massacred by the Cheyennes. Well, what's your suggestion, Joe? I'm for packing up and taking the next train east. Let the outlaws have the town, says I. Let them fight it out with the Indians. Thompson, may I speak? Eh? Uh, who's he? I'm something of a newcomer. Well, we were all newcomers one time or other. Go ahead, speak your piece. If you don't mind, I'll step up there on the platform. Come ahead. All eyes were turned on the tall man who strode toward the little platform, but no one in the meeting hall suspected that the stranger was in reality the Lone Ranger, who had attended the meeting wearing a disguise in place of his familiar mask. Men! Men! Joe Frisbee suggests quitting. You can always quit. You can always admit the job is too big for you and go back to the east. The builders of the railroad could have quit as soon as the going became rough. There were times when a lot of the Union Pacific officials were tempted to give up, but they didn't do it. They're not going to do it now. Surveyors and graders are working west from Cheyenne. They're fighting every known obstacle, including savage Indians. Well, several have already been killed by Indians, and others will die. But the job is going to continue... Until Omaha and San Francisco are connected by the railroad. Now, you men came from the east because you wanted a new chance in life. You made your homes here. Now you can make Cheyenne whatever kind of a town you want to live in. But Jake Lorenzo just about controls things. Then take that control away from him. The outlaws stick together. So do the builders of the Union Pacific. They've managed to lick the outlaws... And the Indians as well. But we don't even have a sheriff. Have you ever heard of vigilantes? Say, that's the ticket. Let's organize the vigilantes. Set yourselves up as representatives of law and order. And punish those who violate the law. That makes sense. And let it be known that we hang the next man who's caught in murder. And the next one after him. And every other one. And thieves as well. Hey, gents. Gents, just a minute. Stranger has the right idea. We'll organize the vigilantes, and every doggone one of us will act as a lawman. 
Now, first of all, we got to organize ourselves. Establish... The law-abiding citizens found new strength in organization. One after another, the crooks were brought to trial without delay, and juries never disagreed. Those like Jake Lorenzo quickly realized that the vigilantes meant business. Boys, we've got to do something and do it right away. Lorenzo met two of Cheyenne's most ruthless outlaws in the back room of his cafe. So far, the vigilantes haven't gotten anything against us. The only reason they got nothing against us because we've been lying low since it got organized. You're right. Just a matter of time before Thompson and the others begin checking up on where me and Breed came from. And I don't want that to happen. Neither do I. If they find me and left you wanted by the law in Julesburg, they'll ship us there in no time. What Breed says goes for you, too, Lorenzo. The sheriff over at Central City would like to get his hands on you. I wanted to speak to you, too, because I've got a plan. Good. Either we or the vigilantes are going to be out of business in a month's time. Is that agreed? Right, sure. The vigilantes or us. That's just about the way it shapes up. Meaning that it's up to us to get the vigilantes. That's what Thompson and his men are waiting for. What's that, Breed? You know what I mean, Lefty. They're just sitting back waiting and hoping we'll make some kind of move. As soon as we do, they'll have us in court. And from there we go to the hangman's tree. And from there to boot here. Yeah, I reckon you're right. I'm not giving those critters any excuse to put me under arrest. Now look at me. I'm not even packing a gun. Reed, will you get through talking like a yellow liver jughead? I'll tell you my plan. Ah, I'm through. You got a plan, Lorenzo? I called this meeting so you two could hear it. Well, go on, talk. It's just this. We're going to make the Cheyennes wipe out the vigilantes. Ah, if that's the best you can do in the way of a plan... What's you... the matter with it? The Cheyennes have been keeping quiet since that last brush with the army. That's right, Lorenzo. They're keeping off by themselves, making no trouble, as long as the whites keep out of their way. Suppose the vigilantes set out armed to the teeth to fight the Indians. Don't you suppose the Indians would fight back? Sure they would. Yeah, maybe we just asked Thompson to take the vigilantes over and get them all massacred. He'd do it. Maybe he won't. I got everything worked out. <clears throat> Let me show you something. My plans are based on something I've got locked up in this cupboard. What's that? Yeah. Look at these. Indian arrows. That's right. Cheyenne arrows. <laughs> Reed, you and Lefty have a date to meet two of the Union Pacific Survey crew halfway between here and Laramie. of the Union Pacific Survey crew working west of Cheyenne toward the Indian settlement rode slowly back to camp at the end of a day's work. They didn't suspect that two of Jake Lorenzo's killers were waiting at the top of a ten-foot ledge. I'll sure be glad to get back to camp. I'm starved. Me too. The rate where we're going, we'll soon be finished with this section, then we can shove on beyond Lamy. We can if the Redskins leave us alone. Uh-huh. Breed and Lefty crouched in readiness. 
Then as the surveyors reached a point directly beneath their lofty perch, they leaped. Take him! There's no stop it! I got mine. Yeah, me too. Got him square in the head with my gun barrel. Now, where those Cheyenne arrows were supposed to use? Right here. I'll take care of the arrows. You send the horses away. Right. Get up there. Get along. Go on, you two. Get up. Get on. Now, that ought to take care of them. Sure it will. We'll go right back to the camp. You fix the arrows? See for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, this is one job Jake Lorenzo can't complain about. This is only half of his plan. If we work out the other half, it'll mean a fight to the finish between the Cheyennes and the Vigilantes. The horses of the surveyors continued eastward toward the camp they knew as home, just as the outlaws had calculated. There was a stir in camp when the riderless horses arrived. Something's happened to the boys. Maybe the Redskins got them. We better go look for them. Yeah. Pass the word to saddle up. We'll follow the back trail. Hey, boys! Reed and Lefty had made good their escape, leaving two men on the trail killed with Cheyenne arrows. It was there that the Lone Ranger and Tonto found them. Them Cheyenne arrows. Tonto, those are two of the Union Pacific men. Uh, look like them hurt plenty bad. We'll soon know. Uh, this fella dead. Yes, so is this one. Be careful, Tonto. There are footprints around here. Don't spoil them. Oh, Cheyenne, start more trouble. I'm not so sure about that. Let me take your knife, will you? Huh. <coughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. I want to cut away this man's shirt around the arrow. Teller got plenty hard blow on the head. Yes, I noticed that. Ah. Look here, Tonto. Uh. It looks as if these arrows have been used like knives. The wounds aren't deep enough. That right? The man was stabbed with it. That not work of Indian. Neither of these footprints... There's a clear mark of a heel. The Cheyennes wear moccasins. You think these fellows killed by white men? Yes. By white men who hoped the Indians would be blamed for the murders. Kimosabe, yes. look east. Wait. Seven, eight, nine. At least a dozen men there, Toto, and they've seen us. Uh, maybe blame us for murders. These two men are past help, Toto. All we can do for them is to find their killers. Get to your horse. Uh-huh. Them fellow come plenty fast. We can't waste time answering questions, Sailor Silver. Easy, Scout, easy. Scout. All right, get going. Get the curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Knowing that they would be suspected of the murder of the two surveyors, the Lone Ranger and Tonto fled from the approaching workmen of the Union Pacific. They rode in a wide circle. With the pursuers outdistanced, the masked man and his Indian friend returned to the scene of the ambush. Now, Tonto, examine the ground for footprints. I saw a few of them right over here. We got only little time. It'd soon be dark. There are marks of white men's boots. Heel marks. Ah. These were made by the attackers. They lead over this way. Bring the horses, will you? Come, Scout. Silver, come. Plenty marks on the ground. Here's where the attackers hit their horses. Steps over that way. Yes, the top of that ledge. Ah. Otto, those men came from Cheyenne. and They went back to Cheyenne. Footpath marks plenty new. Maybe we catch Crook before them get to town. If not, we'll get to town almost as quickly as they will. Easy, big fella. After a hard ride, Breed and Lefty reached Cheyenne and reined up at the hitch rail in front of Lorenzo's cafe. Oh, 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 oh. You think we'd better go around to the back door? Breed, you know, blame well, that's what Jake told us. Right. Best to do just exactly what Jake says. That's all right with me. I just thought that being so early in the evening, the cafe would be practically deserted. We could probably walk right through the front without being seen. Anyhow, I don't see what difference it makes if we are seen by some of the boys. Jake don't like to have people go through the cafe to reach his private room. Here we are. Yeah, who is it? We're back, boss. We want to report to you. Hi, boss. Everything oh, sure went up, just... Reed. Save it till you're inside. All right, sit down on those chairs. Sure. Now you can talk. Did everything go along as I planted it? It sure did, boss. Just as slick as silk. <laughs> Give me the details. Well, we... waited right where you told us to. Right along the trail. Those surveyors came along just as you said. You jumped them? Sure. We landed on their shoulders and knocked them clear out of the saddles. And we brought our guns down. You didn't shoot? Nah. There's no bullet holes in those critters. We just used our guns as clubs. Uh, and the arrows? Use the Cheyenne arrows just like you told us, boss. <laughs> yes, sir, boss. Yeah. We carried out your orders to the letter. Yeah. We cracked down on those two surveyors, clubbed them, and then stabbed them with the Cheyenne arrows. <laughs> so far, so good, boys. Uh, just keep your fingers crossed and hope that the railroad men turn to the vigilantes. You want the vigilantes to ride after the Indians, is that it? That's it. And we'll give the Cheyennes cause to shoot the vigilantes on sight. Darkness had fallen when the Lone Ranger and Tonto reached Cheyenne. The only light came from that which spilled into the main street from the row of dance halls, gambling houses, and cafes. This is the end of the trail, Tonto. Ah. You sure two killers come into town? Pretty big fellow. Headed this way in a beeline. Lord, we can see the tracks of their horses. Now, there's several horses at Hitch Rail. Yes, I'm going to look them over. The masked man and his Indian companion moved from one horse to the next until they came to two in front of Jake Lorenzo's cafe. Now look here, Toto. These horses have been ridden hard. Oh, 
Outlaw ride hard. Sweaty, foam fleck, both of them. Toto, I think these might be the animals we followed. Maybe a killer in Lorenzo Cafe. Lorenzo was mentioned to the members of the vigilantes. Uh, someone come, Kimasabi. Get back here in the shadows where we'll not be seen. Ah. We'll keep an eye on these horses and see who comes to get them. It was the members of the Union Pacific crew who thundered into town and rode directly to the home of Bill Thompson. <laughs> Mrs. Thompson jerked open the door. What is this? We want the vigilantes. Who are you? We're from the railroad camp. Cheyennes are asking for trouble again. Oh, no, not again. I thought they'd been put in their place by the army. That's what the army thought when they left this vicinity. Is Thompson around? No, he, he's not here right now. We're but... railroad men. We don't know anything about following tracks of Indians. Besides, there's not enough of us to make an attack. Are you sure it was the work of Indians? Our friends were killed by arrows. Well, Bill and his friends are meeting tonight. They're at the hall down the road. You'll find them all together there. Good. Come on, boys. Here's a chance for the vigilantes to go into action. Men, the railroad men have just reported a double murder by sneaking Cheyennes. Here's a chance for us to show what we can do about it. Are you ready to ride? In a few moments, Cheyenne was clattering with activity. Each member of the vigilantes hurried to his home for guns and horses, and word of the plan spread through the street. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, hidden in the darkness near Lorenzo's place, knew what was going on. They saw a number of outlaws assemble in Lorenzo's rear room. All right, come on, Tonto. We get closer to that window, we can probably hear what's being said. Boys, listen to me. Vigilantes will be armed and ready to start inside of 15 minutes. They're going to meet the Cheyenne. The trouble is, they're not likely to go shooting. They'll ask for a power with the chief. That's what we've got to prevent. We're going to fix it so the Cheyennes open up as soon as the vigilantes put in an appearance near the Indian camp. How? We'll go ahead of the vigilantes to the top of that rise that overlooks the Indians. We'll wait there until the vigilantes are close. Then we'll open fire on the Redskins. That's a good scheme, Jake. As soon as a few of the Redskins are knocked over, the rest will come up the slope all geared for war. We'll duck out of sight in the darkness. It is to go right past us and head into the vigilantes and whatever railroad men are riding with them. Now, check your shooting eyes, boys, and be sure you've got plenty of cartridges. We're starting out from here in five minutes. You hear plan? Yes, I heard it, Toto. Jake Lorenzo is behind the murder of those two surveyors. Ah. And what happened to Vigilante? They'll be caught flat-footed when the Indians come charging. There won't be many survivors. Come on, Toto. Ah. What do we do? We're going to try to ride between the townsmen and the Lorenzo gang. Sit there, Silver. You, you've got plans. Yes, and if it works, we prevent a lot of killing with a lot of crooks where they belong. Steady, big fellow. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Accompanied by the men from the Union Pacific camp, the vigilantes headed west toward the valley where the Cheyenne Indians lived. 
Bill Thompson was in the lead with one of the railroad men at his side. They'd covered about half the distance when they saw two men on powerful horses waiting in the moonlight. One of the figures raised his hand as a gesture to halt. We'll rein up and see what he wants. Rein up, boys. There's something familiar about those two. Thompson, I want to speak to you. Hold on. Do I see a mask on your face? Yes, you do. Who are you? Thompson, those are the two men we chased. We chased them from the scene of the murder. I was sure they knew something about it. We'll get them now. Don't finish that draw. Why, you... You men open fire, you'll probably get us. A lot of you will get hurt. You'll accomplish nothing. We run away from you because we didn't want to waste time answering questions. Mister, there's something familiar about your voice. You can think that over later. Now listen to me, Thompson. You're riding to meet the Cheyenne. The doggone right. Two of our men were murdered by Cheyenne arrows. You know a lot about those killings. We found your friends with the arrows in their hearts. Those arrows were not put there by Indians. What do you know about it? Jake Lorenzo and his men are trying to make trouble for you. Jake Lorenzo? Yes. He planned the death of the surveyors, so you'd ride against the Indians. Right now, he's preparing to make the Indians ride against you. We aim to ask those Indians a few questions. You won't have the chance. Thompson, if you let me talk for just about two minutes, I may be able to tell you how to put Jake Lorenzo and all his pals where they belong. Jake Lorenzo and his lawless companions crouched in tangled underbrush on the crest of a hill, watching the Cheyenne campfires in the valley while they listened for hoofbeats that would signify the approach of the vigilantes. Hey, boss, how long do you think we'll have to wait? How do I know? Seems to me those vigilantes should be here by now, Jake. It'll be a long... Just keep listening for hoofbeats. Hey, I think I heard something. Sounds like something moving over there to the left. Lefty, we're interested in Hoof Beach and nothing else. All right, boss. You needn't get sore about it. As soon as we hear Thompson and his men, we'll open fire on the Cheyennes. The vigilantes will hear the shots, boss. Well, they they do hear them. Before they can start looking for us, the Cheyennes will be kiting up the hill. We just slip into cover where I showed you and watch the battle. Hey, huh? I hear them. Hoof Beach. Boys, just coming this way. It's vigilantes. All right, get steady. Each of you pick out one of the redskins and let him have it. Stop your right hand. Over there. Come on, boys. Hold it on them. No, you don't. Who are these? We want this truck. Hello, look out behind you. Me pick some. They want to fight. We'll let them have it. For a few moments, the fight was uncertain. The Lorenzo gang, though taken by surprise, heavily outnumbered Bill Thompson, the Lone Ranger, and Tonto. Then the arrival of the horsemen turned the trick. Take them, boys. Clean them up. Get your hands up, you two, Lorenzo. You're all under arrest. Thompson, where, where'd you come from? Right over there in the brush. It was a masked man's idea, so he'd catch you crooks flat-footed. We didn't do anything. Wanting to start trouble with the Indians. That's plenty. We didn't start it. Well, that'll be for a jury to decide. And I know what that decision will be. Now that the law has come to Cheyenne, we're going to clean things up. Two of your gang will hang for murder. The rest will hang for plotting Indian trouble. That's treason. That, that masked man. There he is, right over there. Hey, mister. Well, I guess he figures his job's done. That's the way of the Lone Ranger.
This is a George W. Trendle production directed by Charles D. Livingston. This story was written by Fran Stryker, and the part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>